0: Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 417 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I could not be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to be talking about tax refunds, right? Uh, I know that tax season is, I mean, I guess it's here, right? Most people uh, are either in the process of filing their taxes or have done so uh, already. So I want to talk about uh, exactly what needs to go on and uh, what should go on when it comes to uh, you know not getting a tax refund and I know that mounts that might sound like something that you're not interested in it might sound like something uh, that would be problematic to you uh, but nonetheless uh, the way that we are going to keep the most money in our pockets is by not, lending money for free to our government, right? So stick around for a discussion of all that and more in today's episode. Before we get started, though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. Then, if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions, and you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals, and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day basis. Now, how many people do you know that get excited about a big tax refund? Right, there's a lot. Right, there's a lot of people, and you see them on Facebook, and you see them online, and uh, they went and got a new car because they got they got their tax refund, and went and got new appliances, and went and got uh, some new clothes, new shoes, or whatever because they got this big tax refund. And you know, whatever, fine for them. Whatever, whatever you think. But do we really know what that means? Do we know what it means uh, to get a large tax refund? And I don't think that we we really do. And I'm going to go into that in. Uh, today's episode. So I ran across this article, it says the IRS has sent nearly 30 million refunds uh, and it tells us that we're going to get what the average payment of that refund is. So despite ongoing challenges, the IRS has sent nearly 30 million tax refunds worth about $103.2 billion, right? So the average payment is currently Uh, $3,473, and that was as of February 25th, which is larger by $658 uh, than last year's payment of $2,815. Now, there may be reasons for that, and we'll talk about that here uh, shortly. My own situation may be one particular reason that that can happen. Now, while 29% of Americans worry about a smaller refund, according to Bank Rate Survey, uh, the average is currently uh, $3,473, which is $658 larger than last year's, right? Uh, so 29% of Americans are worrying about their tax refund being smaller. Let's just, just for a second, just to appease me and to, um, you know, pique maybe some of your, intre- your interests, right? Um, has anybody ever looked up the word refund, right? Refund. What, what does refund mean? Refund means to give or put back, right? To return in restitution, repayment, or balancing of accounts, okay? But let's, let's think about to give or put back, right? So you're giving or putting something back where it belongs, right? So to get a tax refund does not mean uh, that the IRS is just giving you money or that the federal government is just giving you money. They are literally giving or putting back money that is yours, right? They're giving or putting back money that you paid to them. And the entire reason that you would get a tax refund in the first place is that you overpaid. You paid them too much in taxes based on your situation. Therefore, you get money back. You get a refund. You get money given or put back into your accounts. We'll talk about that more as we move on, right? But the average refund may change as millions of Americans file just ahead of the April 18th deadline. um, And very truly, most uh, people who do file just shy uh, of that deadline uh, are people who are probably going to owe taxes and want to wait in order to uh, pay those taxes that they owe. Now, the latest filing season statistics come amid a tough period for the IRS, which is still digging out from millions of unprocessed individual returns from last year. Okay. Now this is not super surprising as they kicked the can down the road as to when people could file last year and then COVID and you know, just all the things, right? All these different obstacles that they have. And not to mention the IRS may not necessarily be the most uh, well-run organization of all time, but that is neither here nor there. Now, while agency issues uh, most, re- now while the agency issues most refunds within 21 days, several factors may cause delays, including paper filed returns, payments by mail, errors of returns uh, affected by uh, identity theft, and so the IRS commissioner said we urge extra attention. Uh, to those who received an economic impact payment or an advanced child tax credit payment last year. People should make sure that they report the correct amount on their tax return to avoid uh, delays. Now, this is true and this is part of the situation that I wanted to talk about with you guys um, because my wife and I, we just got back um, our tax return or, or, or our tax refund, excuse me, right? We But we filed our tax return, got back uh, our refund, and our refund was relatively large. And I'll explain to you why our refund was relatively large and why it should have been uh, relatively large. So as many of you may know, uh, this past year, um, there have been major changes uh, to the child tax credit, right? The child tax credit, which used to be, I believe $2,000 uh, a year, increased quite substantially um, for you know, younger kids, I think under the age of six, Um, it was $3,600 for the family last year and then um, if the child was over that age but still uh, under the age of 18 uh, the child tax credit was $3,000 per child uh, last year right and the issue that my wife and I ran into and it wasn't really an issue but it was just you know the facts as to why uh, we ended up getting the tax refund that we did um, was that we had our son last year, right? We had our son in 2021 uh, in June. Well, they had already enacted uh, the fact that the, you know, the child tax credit was going to be what it was. Not only had they already done that, um, they had said that we're going to give these advanced payments, right? We're going to give half of um, the child tax credit in payments throughout the year, uh, kind of stimulus style payments, and then the other half on your uh, tax return. Now, if you were a family that already had children and had been getting uh, the child tax credit previously, right, then this wouldn't have made a huge difference for you. And if anything, it may have made it uh, to where you either owed more in taxes or got less back uh, simply due to the fact that um, the amount that you got at tax time, um, you know, wasn't the credit that you got at tax time uh, wasn't going to be um, as substantial as the amount that you would have gotten previously and you'd already received half of it in just uh, these little stimulus checks right well my wife and i didn't receive that because um, our son was born in 2021 so we got no uh, advanced credit payments right um, and not only do we get none of those advanced payments um, then when, you know, you file your taxes, uh, there was the other half of the child tax credit, right? So that entire child tax credit ends up just coming back to us in the form of a refund, right? Which is fantastic. And, um, families who had their first child last year anyway, uh, who had this type of thing occur, they... Um, you know, also would have gotten uh, at least some form of a refund from this child tax credit, Uh, whether or not it would have been the amount we got would have depended on if you got any of the uh, advance payments or not. So that was one of the things we ran into, not to mention um, our son being born in 2021 also qualified him for a stimulus check that he did not receive, right? That we did not receive for him. Okay. And given that that's the case, then we get a larger refund as well. Now, otherwise, uh, there's not going to be a tax refund, right? Otherwise, there should not be a tax refund. That was the entire reasoning behind uh, us getting the refund that we did is because uh, you had the child tax credit and you had uh, the stimulus payments. But otherwise, and the whole point of what I'm getting at here is otherwise, you should not have Uh, a tax refund, or you should get as close to zero on your taxes uh, as possible when it comes to a refund. Now, the IRS sent about 7.4 million quote-unquote math error notices for stimulus payment mistakes from January 1st through July 15th of 2021, which delayed refunds and many are still waiting for a resolution. And that can be a big problem because the IRS is basically making you uh, go in and say, I got this much. Uh, in stimulus payments and uh, maybe I should have only gotten this much, but I got this much, whatever, right? Uh, And people either made math errors or uh, they misrepresented or they lied or whatever, right? Uh, But that really delayed things for last year. Now while the IRS couldn't issue refunds uh, for the earned income tax credit or the additional child tax credit by law until mid-February, those payments Uh, should have reached filers by March 1st of last year, which all points back to the reasoning why we didn't get any, right? And then you could check your refund status and see where your refund is, all those types uh, of things. Now, ultimately what I wanna get to is why you should not celebrate uh, that big tax refund, right? So you might wanna think twice uh, before celebrating. Again, we feel like uh, all of this money is coming to us because um, we're just such great members of society and that's not necessarily the case right? Uh, filers have reasons to celebrate small windfalls. I mean, obviously, uh, you get a, a some amount of money and you know you, that you didn't have previously or maybe that you didn't expect, uh, then you're like, oh, well, I can shore up my savings or I can pay off debt or I can buy something that I ultimately wanted. But the downside is, uh, is that you voluntarily overpaid the tax man, right? You voluntarily paid more than you were supposed to pay In taxes. Now, most people are really happy uh, about their refund because they're receiving it and because they uh, are getting the money in their pockets, uh, but that maybe really shouldn't be the case, right? Um, so any refund you're getting back is because you had too much tax withheld from your paycheck during the whole year, and that's obviously not typically an issue uh, for those who are, um, you know, filing 1099, they're self-employed, whatever, who are paying quarterly payments. If anything, they're likely going to owe taxes, uh, not be in a situation where they overpaid. So where's your refund coming from? Well, whether you owe Uncle Sam or you get money back uh, in the spring, it will depend on uh, a document your employer has on file, which is known as your W-4. Now, many people don't know the difference between a W-4, a W-2, an I-9, all these different tax forms, but you're gonna learn a thing or two today, right? We're gonna talk about uh, the difference between the W-4 and the W-2. The W-2 simply says how much money you made and how much was taken out in taxes uh, from that money that you made. That's all that the W-2 says, and obviously you need to have those W-2s in order to file your tax return in the first place. But the W-4 is something different altogether. Uh, And most people, uh, they fill out a W-4 when they first start working somewhere, and then they just have it on file and never think of it ever again. Which is a problem right because people's lives change and their situations change and their tax liability changes over time potentially right and in which cases you would need to make adjustments to your w-4 so your w-4 form basically says um, how many dependents do you have do you want to withhold extra money for this it basically gets all of your information and determines uh, how much tax should be withheld based on your situation whether you're a single filer Or married filing jointly, or whatever, right? It determines how much uh, is being taken out. Now, if your W 4 was originally set up for a single individual with no kids, right? And then let's say you keep working the same job and you get married uh, and you have multiple children and you don't change your W 4. Well, don't be surprised when you start getting a large tax refund, that's going to just happen uh, because you did not adjust the amount of taxes that were being taken out uh, of your uh, paycheck. And the most taxes that you're ever going to pay is when you have no dependents uh, and typically when you're also uh, the single individual. And so making those adjustments is very important because otherwise, what are we doing here? Otherwise, what we're doing is we are loaning the federal government money that is our money, right? That's money that we uh, deserve. That's money that we earned and we should get to keep, not money that we should put on loan interest-free, mind you, right? They're not paying you back some penalty. And and I think that's what's really funny about uh, the IRS. Try out uh, not paying the IRS the amount that they're owed and see if you don't get some penalties associated with that, right? And yet, when they take more from us than uh, what we owed because they put the, the liability on us, right? They put the, um, you know, the, the responsibility for actually doing uh, the W-4 properly on us. And when that is the case, they, they're not going to pay us back any penalty. They're not going to pay us back uh, with interest. What they're simply going to do is just say, hey, we took too much money, here you go. And we wouldn't accept that from anybody else in our life. And yet we do accept it for some reason from the IRS. So having the correct withholdings on your W-4 is vital. And like I said, we want to get our tax refund as close to zero as possible. Why is that? Why zero? Well, because zero means that you paid the exact amount that you needed to pay and that you did not overpay um, in any way and you did not underpay and um, owe a lot. Man, is there anything worse than uh, tax time rolling around and you not getting a return and yet you owe taxes? I mean, that's that's rough, right? Uh, so getting the W-4 right is vital. And so I would suggest that if your life situation has changed and or if you got a large refund this year and you didn't have that type of situation that i had right where um, you had the child tax credit situation you had uh, a stimulus check situation something like that if it were just a pretty normal year otherwise uh, for you and your tax return wasn't somewhere near zero um, then you need to go in and change your withholdings now is it going to be perfectly zero? Not very likely, right? But when I say zero, I mean within like a couple hundred bucks, right? Uh, 200 bucks plus or minus, I'd say would be um, a good place. Some may even argue a hundred bucks plus or minus uh, would be a good place to have uh, your tax refund or the amount that you owe uh, in taxes. So, I think, regardless, one way or the other, uh, you need to make sure that you get those nailed down. Because, for instance, in our situation, if you take away the child tax credit and the stimulus check for my son, uh, then our taxes come back to, you know, we were getting very, very little uh, back. And there have been years where we owed very, very little, right? And I'm okay with owing very, very little, but uh, I'm not okay with owing, you know, $500 and I'm not okay with getting back $500. Five thousand. Some people get back just obscene amounts. Um, but what they don't realize is, and, and these some of these can be the exact same people who gripe about the amount of money that uh, is getting taken out of the, taken out of their checks in taxes. Well, guess what? You can get some of that money back immediately by getting your W four form right uh, and having the proper tax withholdings. If you have the proper withholdings, then you will get more money in your paychecks. And what matters more to us, right? What makes a bigger difference? Getting more money in our week-to-week, month-to-month paychecks or uh, getting back just whatever you know arbitrary amount in a tax return? I would argue uh, whatever we get paid systematically is going to make a bigger impact on our lives. So the W-4 uh, employers use this form along with the tax withholding tables to figure out how much income tax to pull out of your paycheck. The W-4 considers the number of dependents you have in your household, your filing status, the income you generate, and whether you're claiming the standard or itemized deductions on your tax return. That's another thing. Have a general idea of whether you're taking the standard deduction or not. Now, the standard deduction has gotten a lot simpler um, because it's gotten a lot larger, right? Um, So it's a lot easier to make that choice and say, I'm just going to take that standard deduction. I'm not going to uh, you know, try to deal with you know itemizing my deductions. But you know if that standard deduction ever comes back down, um, then that decision can be much more difficult to make. But for most people, the standard deduction is what you're going to take, and so that should make your W4 very, very um, standardized in form and very easy to determine what you owe. Now, uh, arriving at the ideal level of income tax withholding uh, is as much an art as a science. Uh, like I said earlier, if you withhold far too little, uh, your take-home pay um, each check will be higher, but you run the risk of owing the IRS. If you withhold too much, your take-home pay is lower, um, and yet you get uh, a refund, but that smaller paycheck in the meantime is going to um, really, really make you feel some type of way relative to uh, whatever the refund would make you feel later on. It's also worth noting that after the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act uh, took effect in 2018, the IRS overhauled Form W-4 and its withholding calculator to reflect major changes to the tax code. Uh, and these include, like the, like I said, larger tax uh, deduction, the standard deduction, the elimination of personal exemptions, and new curbs on itemized deductions. Uh, right, so uh, they made some very big changes, and the new W4 and withholding uh, calculator they take account to for uh, like side gigs or self employed income or whatever that you or your spouse may have. Uh, you're supposed to pay quarterly estimated taxes uh, on this income, uh, and a requirement that nine to fivers uh, may actually overlook. Right, so if you're a nine to fiver who just does a little something on the side, you may actually overlook this, and that can be a problem, and you can end up owing taxes later on. Now, there's an extra line on the w-4 where you can enter a flat amount that you want withheld from your paycheck um, and that can be useful too right because sometimes you may get um, to where your you know deductions seem right it seems right that they're withholding um, you know the with the proper information and yet you're still uh, getting a large refund back and if that's still the case you can enter uh, whatever amount on a monthly basis or an annual basis Uh, that you want them taken out. And I I don't know what basis the W-4 uses, but uh, you can put in that periodic amount that you want them to continue taking out above the amount that they would take out otherwise um, in order to get you as close to a zero tax refund as possible. Now, a common misconception uh, is that if your refund is high, it must mean uh, that you've paid less tax in uh, the prior year. If anything, large refunds mean that you overpaid taxes. However, if you really wanna see how your taxes uh, stand from one year to the next, you look at line 16 of the form 1040, which is your income tax return, and this reports your total taxes paid. So don't forget to factor in the amount of money um, that you earned that year as well. Uh, So it could be that your taxes went up because you have more income. It's not necessarily bad news, uh, but it could be something to think about. So review your tax return with your CPA or tax preparer or whatever, uh, and those uh, results can help you to strategize for the next year. Figure out what you're going to do as far as your withholdings to get as close to zero as possible. Now steps to consider might include lowering your taxable income in the future by raising your 401k plan contributions or socking money into a health savings or whatever. And those types of things make, you know, make a difference as well, right? If you have those deductions that are going to decrease your taxable income, of course those are going to have some type of impact uh, on the amount of money that you get back in the form of a refund or the amount of money that you end up owing uh, to the IRS. Now, aiming for zero is something that we all need to be doing. So zero is the magic number for taxpayers. So the IRS withholding calculator, like I said earlier, it can help you to figure out how to get as close to this zero uh, tax liability as possible. Now, the amount of taxes you pay uh, to your state may be a different story. So uh, you might need to reach out to somebody, reach out to a CPA, some tax professional, someone uh, who can help you work that out uh, for your state because the state um, obviously, that's going to be money that's taken out of your check, and in most states, that's going to be uh, some flat rate based on uh, whatever your adjusted gross income is, um, but there can be issues there too, like if you're you know, putting money into a 529 plan uh, for your child because that gives you a state tax deduction right? So how much are you putting in that? Are you going to get money back from that? You know, and making those types of adjustments, right? This is really about planning and planning to get the proper amount in your check. Now, I'm not asking you uh, to go in and fight for $50 over the course of a year. I'm not asking for that. I'm not asking for you to get your um, tax refund to exactly a, a zero amount. I'm not asking you to do that. I'm just asking you to not be asleep at the wheel and not think Uh, that getting some large refund is some feat to brag about or something to withhold. If anything, um, you know, people go out and they do all these things with large tax refunds. If anything, you should be going and doing the things that you would have done with your income anyway, right? Because that is income that you literally lost throughout the year because uh, you overpaid in taxes, okay? Okay. So in an ideal world, your income taxes withheld from your paychecks should cover your income tax liability for that year. Ideally, your uh, refund or additional taxes owed should be zero or as close to zero as possible. And that's something that I think a lot of people have gripes about when it comes to the IRS, when it comes to our tax system in general, is like, why can't we just get it right? Why can't we just have something um, that is flat, something that's easy to calculate, take out this amount, and don't worry so much about uh, all of the guessing and checking and going back and you overpaid and you underpaid and all these different types of things uh, I think it's just it's a big headache and it's a very big reason why so many people just choose to punt in this area of their life right they choose to just say I don't really care enough to make those changes the refund makes me feel good whatever but all I'm saying is, gripe about wages if you want to, gripe about your salary if you want to, or the amount of take-home pay that you get if you want to. But if you're getting some huge refund at the end of the year, part of that's on you, right? Part of that's on your you know lack of willingness uh, to go in and simply change a tax withholding form, or uh, to simply go in and say, I have a child, I need to change my form, or I got married, I need to change my form. Uh, whatever it is, you should be doing it in order to get your taxes right the last thing we want is to just be um, you know up a creek without a paddle and owe a bunch in taxes or just getting these large refunds back and going and blowing it because that is going to be uh, something that you're probably going to end up regretting now many of you who get large refunds go like i don't regret that i've got this nice car now or i've got these nice clothes now or this thing that i wanted and that's all fine and good right treat it however you want to treat it all i'm saying is you're loaning the government money and you're loaning the government money tax-free and you seem to be thankful that you're that you're loaning the government money tax free. I don't know about you, but I want to keep as much money in my paycheck as absolutely possible. And if you're not on that boat, I'm, you know, I don't know what we're, what you're here for. I don't know what uh, else you want to hear from me, but what I am trying to get across to you guys is having the proper tax uh, withholdings is absolutely vital. And of course, um, it can ultimately help us save uh, in our taxes as well. Um, because I think when you're just more thoughtful about what you're doing, you're more thoughtful about a particular area of your life, you learn more and you become more um, you know, in tune with exactly how you can uh, decrease your taxable income, how you can uh, decrease the amount of taxes that you owe throughout the course of the year. And we all, I believe, should be trying to do that in a legal way right? Uh, if you are you know, mad that you're paying this much in taxes, uh, but you're somebody who wants to invest your money, well, put money in a traditional IRA and decrease your taxable income or put money into a you know traditional 401k or a health savings and decrease your taxable income, right? Um, whatever you are trying to do, you can absolutely do it. And you can learn how to depreciate things if you own your own business and uh, you can use depreciation schedules and allow you to decrease the taxable income for your um you know for your organization so ultimately all i'm saying is don't be asleep at the wheel don't just think that taxes are uh, far too complex for you to learn something about it you can absolutely learn something about it and that's something that i try to get through to you guys on this show on a regular basis is that half of the battle here uh, is not the action that you take half of the battle uh, is the paying attention, is the understanding, is the knowledge, the learning. And then once you get the knowledge, once you understand a specific topic, then you can apply uh, whatever topic that is to your own life, to your own situation, and make it to where you're not going to, um, you know, incur certain things that you don't want to. Right? You can pay less taxes. You can be in a situation where uh, you get to take home more money every single month than you would have otherwise, and that can help you to reach your financial goals. That can help you to invest more, pay off more debt, uh, have uh, more emergency savings, whatever. All of this just, you know, turns into take the most money home that you absolutely can in order to meet your goals uh, instead of getting paid this large refund and wasting it on things that you otherwise would not have spent your money on. So hopefully this helps you guys and really changes your viewpoint when it comes to uh, tax refunds and what that should really look like in your own life. So thanks for watching this video. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. That's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. Then if you need somebody to help you with your financial situation, create a financial plan uh, that's specific to your life and your situation, then I can help you do that. Just DM me on any of those major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions and you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to the show on a day-to-day basis. So tune in tomorrow as I continue talking about personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.